Welcome into episode 15 of Comics for All. On this episode, we are talking some really cool books, some very cool indie titles. We have quite a long session of just books you should be checking out, people you should be finding and supporting. Admiral Pizza Comics, uh, Super Fogies, Boy with Nails for Eyes, Going to the Chapel. All of these books are either available for pre-order or you can uh, go and check out their websites and find out how to support these uh, creators, producers, and really make sure you are just in supporting some great people. So with that being said, thank you all so much for supporting us and all of your wonderful feedback. So wherever you get this episode, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and share with uh, all your friends, family, people you think would enjoy the show. Also, do want to apologize for some audio issues we had for this episode, so thanks for being patient with us, and hope it's not too distracting. Thank you all so much, and enjoy. Uh, comic books it is, comic books for life, comic books for all. And here we go. In brightest day, in blackest night, no evil shall escape my sight. Yes. Read the user agreements, damn it. Um, anyways, let me turn myself down here. I'm a little hot. And welcome to episode 15 of Comics for All. Welcome in. You're going to get the normal YouTube podcast guy right there. Well, hey, that's everybody doing. Uh, with that being said, we have a wonderful group of people here ready to talk some comic books and some reactions from all the wonderful things happening around the industry as of the last couple of weeks. Uh, but first, let's start off with Pete. What's up, my man? How you doing, sir? Domo arigato, Mr. Roboto. Hey. Doing very well. Very, very well. Get Getting them our wedding things done. Foreshadowing, maybe, to maybe. a wedding. Definitely. Maybe to other things. Am I subtle? Not really. <laughs> but doing very well. Do, have the caffeine. The hashtag not a sponsor, but Sheets has good coffee. And I have good comics and good friends to chat about them with. There Life is go. good. Life is good. You have people to talk comic books at your coffee shop? Or are you just saying Dude, us to chat comics? Got station. it. Okay. That was a gas station with good coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Sheets gas station. I've not heard of them. I'm guessing that's an East Coast thing. Try the burgers if you get a chance. Got it. Good to know. Yeah. Big, big fan of the QT, quick trip places, entering the West Coast finally. Not going to lie. Love that iced tea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Are we looking for like a sponsorship deal? Or what's oh, 100%. Yeah, we're just going to keep plugging people. Like, oh, if we got yeah. a sponsorship, that would be amazing. Yeah, and any, any gas station that wants to you know throw a sponsorship at Comics for All, Bucky's, I'm looking at you. Bucky's, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Bucky's, Sheets, we're here to help the comic book industry, so help us help them. How about we throw in a few places that are over here in in the Midwest, like Sinclair's? Yeah, Sinclair's. Let's do it. Um, I don't have one of those in Chicago. Okay, you don't have Quick Trip either. You don't have QT. No. Oh man. Uh, Well, I don't think Shell or Chevron are gonna really look good on us. But we do have a Speedway. We do have. Um. We do have BP, we do have Marathon, and I think there might be an Amico somewhere, like in the far reaches of space. Deal. All right, you guys heard it right there. Hit us up, sponsorships. They're yours. This episode brought to you by the letter Taquito. <laughs> <laughs> I love a Taquito right now. 
What about Idaho Max? Where do we got who we got hit up for sponsorships out there? Oh man, probably Simplot. I mean, they're like the purveyors of potatoness, like Ooh. you know, out here. Um, you know, they're they're very much an Idaho brand, um, so we could probably hit them up. Um, you tell me. Or uh, there's there's some like really you know shady online comic shop you could probably hit up called Turbo Comics. Turbo Comics. Um, oh man, they're so shady though. Yeah, they might they might sponsor you. Yeah, you never know, right? You never know. Yeah, Turbo Comics, where you can get yeah. your comics. Turbo time. Exactly. Yeah, we need a we need a trademark for you guys for sure, so we can just like spout that off at every opening of the episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. This little call like, sign. By the way, have you picked up your weekly comics from your local comic book store and or Turbo Comics? <laughs> if not, what are you doing? You're on a computer. Order some now. Have you picked up your exclusive variant of Booster Gold from? You know? <laughs> oh, I'm not, uh, so I just have to say the what was it the uh, the bat. Are the Catwoman exclusive uh, variant that I saw the other day? You like threw up on Instagram, or whatever. Uh, yes. Was a big fan. Was a big yeah, fan. Those those, uh, those art germ variants are insane. They're I mean, gnarly. They absolutely beautiful. And yeah. the last, uh, I think the last couple that he's been doing, he's done, have been just outrageous. Because he did the, he did the throwback to the Batman sixty six. He's coming out with, the, I think the next one is going to be the Tim Burton Catwoman, and Ooh. it is on fire. So keep your eyes open for that. Deal. So. Looking, cannot wait then. But you just told me there's a place I can get gas and potatoes at the same time in Idaho. Is that what you? you... Um, I, I'm sure that exists. Out oh, here. okay. I mean, there has to be. You said there was like a I, yeah. I was like, hold on a second. You know what? I know where we're going potatoes. for us. Idahoing pr- properly, if there isn't. Yeah. <laughs> there's, if they're not giving, if they don't ha- have a baked potato stand outside the gas station, I'm I'm feel like right. it's a failure. You know what? Like, <laughs> fine. Even if there's not gas involved, I will firmly get on that potato train there you go like absolutely potatoes are amazing it's actually hard to find like the actual good potatoes here in idaho which is really funny because they all get shipped everywhere else everywhere else so so what you're telling me is you're uh you're very much like a a washington where all the good seafood gets shipped to vegas and then they're left with nothing good yeah you're like a shell and then a few pieces of like (laughs) and yet if you go to washington it really is true you drive a mile, you pass a coffee place every freaking mile. Oh, dude. Oh, yeah. Like every single one. No. It, Welcome to like Southern coffee. California. It's the same. It's like Idaho. coffee is to cheese as to is to Wisconsin as spuds are to Idaho. <laughs> it's gnarly. Mm. And, and this is all reminding me that I need to pick up my Hungry Ghosts trade, trade so thank you for reminding me. <laughs> That's some good stuff. No, I'm go. getting hungry, so... Perfect. Well, believe me, if you read Hunger Ghosts, that'll cure it. That'll cure it for you. Success. We've finally accomplished it. We got Marley hungry, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I really want like a baked potato or some fries. Oh. They're like, like potato wedges, like smothered in sauce and cheese and some bacon. If you make your way to Southern California, just check out this place called Baker's Drive Through. Best French fries you'll ever have. Ooh, that's that's a plan. Way better that's than In and Out, like on par or better than McDonald's. Man, I gotta, I gotta say, In and Out fries See? are not. They're right. awful. In and Out fries yeah. are awful. I'm gonna. They're I am not. from Southern California, like born, raised Southern California kid. Like told, In and Out is the greatest thing since sliced bread, and their fries are the most overrated things ever. Oh yeah, they're not that good. Ugh. 
I've had them a lot of times and every time, I mean, I'll have them even when I'm like, you know, kind of drunk and I'm having them and they're like, you know, smothered or covered or whatever the hell they call them. I mean, animal style. I'm not I mean, going to let the, right, I'm know? not letting the angry in and out folks get on us. I know the secret menus. I know how to order a burger. <laughs> I know how to order the animal style fries with cheese fries, extra well done, whatever you need. They're all awful. They're not. Oh, man, good. I, I, I don't like the burgers are good, but. Burgers, burgers are solid. Get them with chopped chilies, grilled onions, no tomatoes. Enjoy your life. That sounds legit. Ooh, sounds good. <laughs> Although I will say there is nothing sadder in life than a limp French fry. Well, then don't go to In-N-Out then and get don't French fries. Go to In-N-Out. There we go. Unless you order like well, you can get them well done and they're crispier, but then they're like kind of not. They don't have a good like substance or like a yeah. texture anymore. So then they're useless. I- Whenever I go there, I just order like the quad. Like, what is it? Four by four. Four by whatever. four. Yeah. yeah. I just order that, and then I'm like, okay, I, you know, this should kill me. Let's yes. see. Four by and four. It, yeah. And that's what I started doing, actually. I just order a four by four, no fries, and you get yes. fucking pink lemonade. I love their pink lemonade there. I don't know why. Yeah. It's crappy circus pink lemonade, but I love it. So. Is there, is there what you call see, it? gosh, we're still, I'm still hungry now. I just, I really <laughs> want to go to the grocery store to like their hot bar and get like the potato wedges and and the potato the the chicken tenders and like the honey mustard dipping sauce and just like eat that forever so ignore all of you for making me hungry welcome to our newest podcast junk food for all we want to thank everybody for tuning in (laughs) we appreciate you and we have opinions on food secret hack to any sort of like chicken tender chicken nugget anything like that just get honey honey just straight honey and see i'm actually just wishing i could recommend a compendium of all the hostess fruit pie ads at this point because oh, that would be dude. just magical tie together so come on. i, I didn't bring us come back on. to comics I, <laughs> no really that's legitimately where my mind went. <laughs> honestly like i love like hostess fruit pies and then i moved to texas uh for a few years and then all the gas stations had just fried pies like hand pies and fried pies mm-hmm. there and I'm gonna tell you right now, there's a reason why I threw on 60 pounds in Texas because I would I didn't even need gas, but I was going to gas stations for fucking hand pies and stuff. It was brutal. <laughs> You're like, hey, I guess I'll I'll pick up a gallon of milk and a gallon of gas while I'm here eating pies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, man, that's good. There's um, there's this Amish town that's not too bad of a drive here, and when they do their flea market, there's always this this food truck there that sells nothing but fried pies and i'm like oh <laughs> i i i could spend all my money here there it the is and the knickknacks can wait i just want the pies get out of my life amish goods all right well <laughs> reeling it back in getting back to comics for all episode 15 welcome in we do want to give some love to some of our favorite people on our show. Uh, first off, we want to start with Admiral Pizza Comics. You heard about them last week. They actually just started a Kickstarter, though. So uh, they launched off this Kickstarter uh, a day ago. When you're hearing this episode, it'll been out for about a week, but they're doing it for they're doing a 60-day Kickstarter. So what I recommend, though, is going to kickstarter.com typing in admiral pizza or admiral pizza comics it'll take you right to them go help them out get that comic made help support a great creator with a great idea and a great book mm-hmm. it's so much fun really is like i i just i feel like i'm on brain candy every time i read it i love it yeah 
and a little teaser, especially for you Axe Cop Bear and Bear Mageddon fans out there. Admiral Pizza has a lot more in common with them than you might think. Check it out at Kickstarter.com. Admiral Let Pizza. me guess. Does it have dangerous bears? Depends on your definition of dangerous. And bears. They're bears, aren't they? And bears. <laughs> <laughs> So, so <laughs> uh, also a great friend of the show, uh, bringing back Super Fogies. They're back. They're in action. Uh, beat. What's it's going Mark on? It's Mark LaPierre. It's yes. Brock Easley together. Back well, in action. The Super Fogies, but they bring them to us. <laughs> they bring them to us, though. <laughs> Super Fogies oh, are back. Okay. Thank you, gentlemen, for it. Long may you reign. Absolutely. Even though the final chapter is coming, but may it be a very long one, as you promise. Yes. As you promise. Uh, and mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. about a year plus for the final chapter. So nice. Whoa, <laughs> that'll be awesome. That'll be really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that'll be nice. That'll like, be. I I, that'll I be feel the need to like sit down with with uh, super fogies and just like read it from the beginning all the way through. Now, like just. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll need to get uh, back into it and bring Brock back out. I know he's been crazy busy writing, you know, screenplays and doing movies and stuff like little, awesome little thing like publishing a book. Yeah, be, you know, based on yeah. some, uh, but based on some ransom demands from his childhood, you know, <laughs> making yeah. some movies, all the small stuff, no big deal. Stuff. Having a blast, man, and and congratulations to Brock and his family, mm-hmm. his teams, man, uh, a great guy and, and having a lot of success. So, uh, we wish you the best. Rock, and uh, we hope to have you on the show again, my man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, looking come on back. You stuff. were so much fun to talk with. Oh heck, yeah! And looking at the movie stuff, sir, I, I think I think Rod Serling would have been happy to to include that in his, in his certain little series as well. Looking no, forward to seeing that. No doubt. Yeah, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, cool, man. So go check them out. Kickstarter.com. Check out Admiral Pizza Comics, and then yeah, go check out Super Fogies, man. Check out Super Fogies dot com dot org what are that dot com dot com you know your but your buddies third your third world bring yes third world yep. bringing it to us oh and by the way they have we're at gen con and they dropped their new uh um stuff of legend board game <gasps> what oh, so it's finally out. It Nizzy it was nice. being compl- it was being played all over Gen Con and oh I'm not gonna lie the figures on it were so dope I'm so looking forward to getting my hands on that uh yeah dude we need to get into like the same room maybe with like a, a box of really nice fries and some beer and like <laughs> can we play this game night like, game night there we yes. go comics for all board games for everyone. I love it. it. Ooh, good yeah. spin-off series. There you go. Game night. Check it out on just a couple of nerds.com. We'll be up there, I'm sure. So um <laughs> anyways, with that being said, thank you to those guys. Keep up the great work, everybody. But we did get a very cool preview episode or issue, I should say, uh, from a very cool creator and his book called A Boy with Nails for Eyes. I'm going to let Pete kind of take it away. Tell us a little bit about who's bringing it to us and what we're, what's kind of the great thing about this, if you will. Oof. Well, man, as as few other people, not to hyperbolize, but to slightly do so as well as be completely straight with you, you know, these bringing it to like few other people by such names as Dylan Gilbertson, Jack Kirby, 
Ram V. Um, yeah, just to name a few, bring it to you. And I literally have to organize my thoughts a little bit because this one is big, folks. It is genuinely that big. And you know, because it's it's a little thing, such as such as a a British gentleman who grew up in Bahrain might write loosely based on his memories of a childhood in an actual war zone. It is gonna. It is. It is a. It is an amazing, amazing thing that fans of Tim Burton, of Pink Floyd, of Hunter S. Thompson, of J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, <clears throat> of Dave McKean, of Neil Gaiman, and many other things would probably devour. And honestly, I think could go toward everybody but the very young because this is freaking terrifying and beautiful i will only tell you this about the cre i will tell you mostly about the creation and one thing about the story it is drawn it is painted it is photographed it is sculpted and sometimes all at once all by this one man one mr sean gardner and it is gorgeous and mesmerizing and one of the most disturbing things I have ever seen and I cannot wait to see more. He even tried to make a full musical score for it before he had to scrap that idea and realize, whoa, no, that's that's the line too much. Man. But he he made like the first few issues I think it was. I've got his let's see, I've got his crowdfunding here. There's this there's this awesome company that he's working with called Unbounders that's literally a crowdfunding book publisher. But like they're a book publisher that organizes your book your book crowdfunding with with you um a couple of one longtime friend of the show lucy sullivan is bringing us her graphic novel barking through them too um ba -ba 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 -ba. what okay, i do no, want to say though take me too long is... i lost the place but yeah he's well... giving away the music too if you if you back him like the music he did right before but he didn't throw it away he's just not doing a full score nice and where can they find that for the backing where's that at unbound.com forward slash books forward slash nails hyphen four hyphen eyes which might be more a title which might be more literal than you'd expect yes <laughs> um i think one of the best names i think that you dropped in all that though is neil gaiman uh once you said that i was immediately like oh yeah total imagery oh, yeah. of sandman and things like that mm -hmm. and well, for the, sure. the art is really reminiscent i think of dave mckean mckean like, absolutely I, as, soon, as soon as i saw that i mean as soon as i saw that book i, I was like this is like this is so bringing me back to some dave mckean stuff and that is a great great compliment oh, because yeah. he is such a fantastic artist but i really think that that pete really encapsulated it perfectly when he said that i mean this is art that is on the page that um I mean, it looks like he did so many different things to accomplish this, whether it's photographs or painting or, or you know, I mean, oh, so many different things are going on with this book. Oh, yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, I definitely. It's a multimedia yeah. masterpiece, and Peter stole all of my adjectives. So I'm a little mad. <laughs> I mean, this it, thing is amazing, and I want it. There's a lot of uh, letter cutting in there as well. Very Zodiac Killer-ish. I'm just going to put that out there, too. But I dig it. I'm into <laughs> it. So keep it up. Mm -hmm. I don't um, trust the crows, man. I do not trust the crows. I wouldn't trust those crows. I don't freaking either. trust them. I want like a 50-page like hardcover book of just 
this stuff. Yeah. I mean, just... and, and, and looking at the site, like we talked about unbound.com, I mean, there's some really cool stuff that's going on there as far as like the sounds of dystopia set and, you know, seeing dystopia set and things like that. So, um, Mm-hmm. really really cool i mean really really cool yes 30, mm-hmm. 35 bucks on the back end gets you hard back well along with a few other things nice go check out unbound go check out a boy with nails for eyes on that so go help him it's out it's got un- unrequited love it's got war and it's got giant robots <laughs> does it ever <laughs> i mean not only like giant robots but like what was the mortal engine style robot? I mean, it was very gnarly. Yeah, I was actually thinking when I first saw those robots, two things came to mind. And the first was mortal engines. And the second was Howl's moving castle. Uh, um, yes, absolutely. I, I see with, that. I got, yeah. I got shadow of the Colossus. I was going to say play, on the PlayStation, I, I was more like, like shadow of the Colossus meets transformers. And all I want to do is go stab them in their shiny spots. So <laughs> the way they, they, just, they literally felt like that though. And I'm, yes. and I'm, I'm, genuinely freaking impressed by how well he does presence of any focal point in his in his art because the Colo- I think he actually even called him Colossi I don't remember sorry Mr. Gardner but he but the art for the for the giant robots have been a lot, through a lot of the rounds on his Twitter as he's been doing the promoting so I thought like okay I know these like okay they're gonna look cool no I actually kind of got goosebumps when they showed up when I just sat there and just drank and mm-hmm. seen that they popped oh, up the like, eyes. okay this is not the mm-hmm. whole scene I could actually I could actually almost picture this well I think the way that yeah. they the, the way that he set up the panels is is fantastic because oh, it's, yeah. it's Amazing. Uh, it really it really draws you in I think like and it and it really the even like the way that the, the the word bubbles are framed I mean everything I think took a lot of thought and care and so it really yeah. draws you into like this weird sort of dystopian yep. yeah drawing in is a really good way to put it because it's it's like it creates a moment of contemplation and silence it really does pull you into this like no we're going to stop and you're going to hear this and you're going to see this and it's going to pull you even more into it with the thoughts it it creates its own little world with you in it and it's just it kind oh, of like an Im- impending dread almost as well. Like you almost feel yeah. like you feel like nervous, like reading the book. Well, and it's very, <laughs> yeah. it has a very cool kind of horror aspect to where the word bubbles, like Pete said, they kind of, and with Pete or with Max as well is it's almost like you're stepping forward with those word bubbles into the next darkness, mm-hmm. you know, into that next little piece. And yeah, no, I, I totally agree. It, it does some amazing things and uh, what a phenomenal way to support a, a great creator a great story um and yeah sean gardner please go and give him all your love and support you can oh i did misspeak anybody who's thinking this sounds cool or even kind of interesting he's not working on it the comic is complete he's in the final phases of getting it ready for full publication yeah this is publication it's gonna be two, it's hunt hardback 200 page Oh, that's oh so cool. my gosh! Which oh, I'm really him. glad to hear because I don't know how this this insane person got all that work done with before he died. Like seriously, there's just that much he poured into it. That's insane, that's so and it's, cool. it's yeah. Like, he's he's not dead. He's he's an alive person. No, he would. But, yeah, I'm just su- I'm just surprised like, he made it before yeah, he did. <laughs> before yeah, he did like that. he didn't expire while doing all this. <laughs> yes, that's, that's he, what we're surprised. He is at, still yes. currently living. So. 
Also, apologies um, to dear listeners way. and Mr. Gardner for my grammar. Brought to you by Sheets Coffee. <laughs> Love you, Sheets. Everybody, you, sponsor us. <laughs> you're not super popular <laughs> until you have a fake post of your death. So, Sean, you're welcome right here for me. So. <laughs> Uh, by the way, uh, if anybody's wondering what to get me for uh, birthdays, major holidays, uh, because it might happen to be a Tuesday somewhere, uh, this book, please. This this book. Those, those hints uh, are hitting as hard as Muhammad Ali right now. So, got it. <laughs> got it. Just putting that out there. I dig it. Go check them out. Unbound.com. Go and type in the boy with nails for eyes. And you can go and help support this phenomenal creator as well. So uh, also, um, speaking of amazing creators, uh, you've heard him on this show. And we want to give him a shout out because his newest book will be dropping September 4th. Go and to your local comic book shops and get the pre-orders for this. Uh, Going to the Chapel is on its way as well. And we, we not only, uh, if you were lucky enough to go to San Diego Comic-Con, you were able to actually get a Comic-Con exclusive variant for going to the chapel. Uh, I was able to do such a thing. I'm very happy about it. I'm very excited for it. But uh, we also got a preview of that as well. So uh, who did everybody get to check that out? I think Max was maybe the only one that didn't get to snack that yet. I got to read it. Nice. That's that's another thing we can put on the uh, holiday slash birthday slash Tuesday wish list. I I got to read it. I got my tux my tux together on time. And man, if the if you if you like that uh, if you like that Peppo sense sense of sass and just mad mad action, I don't think you will be disappointed at all. And also, I have to wonder if jewelry might be a certain might be a cheeky hint. I look forward to finding that out. Uh, I, you don't know. We'll see. We'll you know. We'll see. We'll wait for issue two. It's on that. So um, oh, also, also, <laughs> also, quick shout out to our to our colorist in residence for it because I mean the whole book is great, but. Um, I think I might mispronounce your name, so I do apologize. Let me make sure. Let me make sure I spell it correctly. But the uh, the whole thing from visual to writing goes super nice. Goes super nicely. But I have to say, as much hustle and and just nerd love and verve as David Pepos has. Liz Kramer is right up there with him. She, yeah, she's like a coloring force to be reckoned with, right up there with Nate Piecos be, you know, being like being the titan of lettering. I'm so looking forward to seeing what Gavin Goodry and yeah, and Ariana Mayer bring bring to the table here too further because again full package, but just tracking the people too i'm having so much fun with our writer and color and our colorist to begin with yeah liz kramer for sure uh forced to be reckoned with on this book uh absolutely amazing and then 
for you guys you get to see kind of the san diego <gasps> cool exclusive there so that was the comic-con cover oh that's Dude, so i was pretty. gonna say i did not see that anywhere yeah. in the promos and nope that's nice that is the scc yeah so nice that little, is very nice very cool stuff i <laughs> uh will we'll have to hit up pepos and see if he has any more copies and maybe i'll get you all some gifts for that so is it Tuesday already? We're not worthy. <laughs> We're not worthy. Uh, very cool. Awesome book. Um, characters are phenomenal. I, I think everything he promised with the dark wedding, your bank robbers, uh, you know, just the dark satire, the a, a rom-com that was for everybody, I, I think that delivered in a huge way here. Story taking place around bank robbers and a wedding. You know, like it's just, it's really cool. Yeah. So. You know what yeah. it reminds me of is, um, you know, like the, like the greaser movie tropes where it's like, she's daddy's rich girl and, and he's from the wrong side of the tracks. And it's like, this is like the modernization, age them up a little bit and bring it to its <laughs> logical conclusion. <laughs> like, yeah, I love it. I love it so much. It's, I just, I, I, I want more. I feel like it's, I feel like it's a lot of 80s, just like insanity goodness, because it feels very much like romancing the stone and moonlighting kind of all at the same time, but like it's building toward the, toward, oh man, can't remember the name of that glorious, glorious, completely forgotten movie where of course, you know, the samurai falls in battle and his head is a, ancestral home over the sea and gets frozen in a lake in San Francisco and then thaws out in 1985 of course <laughs> it feels like that's where the kind of place where we're going here and I'm totally on board everybody <laughs> thank you <laughs> nice um, no I thank Pepos a lot go to your local comic shops get this uh, going to the chapel on uh, pre-order get that set up um, let them know that you guys heard it here at Comics for All as well. Hit them up on uh, Twitter, Instagram at David Pepos or at D Pepos. Um, really good guy. Uh, lots of fun to talk to and chat with as well. So please, please, please go and support that. And one last quick shout out, uh, my friends over at uh, Nerd Life Crisis podcast. They have actually created their own comic book as well. Um, Ron Mitz Ooh. is the. Uh, creator, uh, one of the hosts of that show. They have created an amazing book called Grace. Um, I highly recommend you go check that out as well. Um, Grace is basically... I look at it and I look at some of the art and things like that, and I'm reading this volume one. It's very much a character who just kind of reminds me of a female crow, if you will, but with a way cooler power where she basically is has to go and kill somebody before like it, you know like the next morning kind of a thing right like she kind of set on an adventure uh, every time to go and kill somebody every night so it's pretty badass she kind of departs from her body enters a different form just a really really cool thing about this character um within the first two uh really first couple of pages uh, your main protagonist dies and it is not a spoiler in any way, shape, or form. It's just a phenomenal huh. plot point to this book. So go and check out Grace. Um, you can check it out on ibcomics.com. That's I and then B as in boy, comics.com. Just go check out Grace. It's absolutely phenomenal. Very cool. Very noir style. 
art and Ooh. check it out. I mean, really cool. And it, you're really supporting a great team with um, Nerd Life Crisis and Ron Mitz, a uh, really, really good dear friend from Comic-Con. So check him out, check out his team, and go support another great book, man, another indie publisher as well. And just right. as a quick recap, that is Going to the Chapel, available in comic shops September 4th. Pre-order now. Admiral Pizza Comics, Kickstarter.com, The Boy With Nails For Eyes, Unbounders.com, and Grace? IBComics.com. Boom. There you go. Give love to the indies. Give love to the people out there creating something every single day. Um, you can actually uh, ch- catch these guys, IB Comics and the Nerd Life Crisis guys at Stanley's LA Comic Con in October as well and to meet them there. They actually just had another a book release that you should go check out too that's really, really cool. Something we'll talk about in the next episode. So uh, moving are, forward. These amazing people are here Ooh. and spoiling us with all of this and all of this golden age, wonderful Stan Lee, Jack, Ker- Jack Kirby, Marie, Marie Severin, you name it, they got it. Lunacy, don't let them, you know, we can't be spoiled alone. They want to spoil you too. Follow these pre-orders. Follow these links. I like making commercials, apparently. I don't know, but they're awesome. <laughs> they are freaking awesome. Yeah, um, I, I feel like absolutely. maybe I should be ordering a Slap Chop right now. I'm not sure. No, no, you shouldn't be ordering Slap Chop. You should be ordering Going to the Chapel, The Boy with uh, Nails for Eyes. You should be ordering Admiral Pizza Comics, Kickstarter, and, and Grace. Go- Going to the Chapel and Grace. Absolutely. Got it, got it, yeah, got it. No, no, okay. no slap chop on this commercial. So. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and also go to turbocomics.com uh, and check them out as well. So if, oh, Okay, yeah, yeah, they're cool. They're yeah. cool people. Yeah. I like them. Now that we're I done with all of those. Going to the chapel. <laughs> hey, since we're talking about uh, yeah. indie books, I'm going to give a quick shout out to yes, a book. Yes, that's what this show is about. Dave... Comics for all. Yes, 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 yes. Um, it's, I'm sure you guys have heard of it before. It's uh, Alternate Comics and it's Feast or Famine. I don't know if you've heard of this book, but it is freaking amazing and there's a kickstarter or indiegogo out right now um and the guys that are responsible for this book are dave schwartz and joseph cooper and this is uh their, their, their kickstarter or their indiegogo right now is uh it's basically they're going to be putting out a collected edition of these books which is awesome for us fans who are just hearing about this because man issue two has already sold out the others are very close so this collected edition is going to be in high demand but i mean i know all of you guys on the cast are going to love this when you see it but it's just fantastic think like retro sci-fi starring like alternate versions of nikola tesla and albert einstein Ooh. einstein and they're like, you know, and, and, and they basically partner together and they embark on like a space adventure and they're they're seeing like, you know, robots and zombies and all kinds of weird, you know, things. And, and the art is absolutely amazing. But I do have to say one thing about this book. It's one of the most colorful books I've ever seen. I mean, the use of color mm-hmm. um, by the colorist who his name is Wes Loker. I think that's how you pronounce his name or that's the that's the letter. I'm sorry. Um but I think he works with the colors too, with Dave Schwartz. I mean, fantastic book. Um, you can go and check it out at Indiegogo.com. Um, Feast or Famine. Take a look at that. Feast or Famine, Indiegogo. Yes, all about it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's one thing, though, I, I want to ask. You guys, You have you read um, Resonant? Yes. Yes. Oh man, that that is my that that is my second favorite creepy things since Dylan Gilbertson and Yakinta. I need to 
learn how to pronounce your name, sir. I am so sorry again. And there, and the rest of their team brought a sweetheart, and yeah, then res, and then vault, <clears throat> and then vault, and the crew behind Resonant brought us that. Yeah, definitely. People That's say, gnarly. Oh, bird yeah. box, but nah, nah, yeah. much better much better like, yeah it's really 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 great to see i guess the success that um you know that that, that we're seeing with resonant and that we're seeing really with um you know a lot of these books that are that are coming from from there i mean i, I think um resonant though like i i i kind of see a buzz um all around for resonant whether it's you know people I wanting to like that there. Yeah, <laughs> would you say it resonated with you? It, it totally did, but it's really cool to see Vault come out and really make some noise because I mean, you're really seeing them. Uh, um, you know, I guess you know they're getting a lot of um, a lot of press because their books just came out of the gate and they just rocked. And Resident was definitely one of those. Mm -hmm. I mean, people are like clamoring to get even the variant copies of the covers and stuff like that. So um, super, super cool to see, see that team, you know, come out with something that was just instantly compelling and awesome. And, you know, hoping to, that uh, we can keep, you know, getting those books. Yeah. Heck yeah. I'm exactly. Yeah. It's, it. it's a, it's such a good story. It like, you first start off and you're like, oh, I know how to survive these types of situations. And then you find out, no, no, that's that's not how you survive this one. And you're like, oh, oh, I guess I have to really pay attention about what's coming up next. You know, the best thing, uh, the best thing about all of the books that we've referenced um, tonight is that, you know, you, we read the stories about how, you know, DC is struggling with this or Marvel is struggling with that. You know where you can always go and and find solace in these awesome independent creators so. absolutely mm -hmm. and they're always gonna be around because they're always gonna be creating and one way is to make sure that people are supporting them is going su and supporting them and buying these books and finding them at conventions uh, all these names we've talked about all these creators we've talked about their their books as well they're they are at your comic book conventions and if not at the ones next to you they're they're nearby um go and search them out go and check them out they, they are great people they're they're a lot of fun to talk with we're nobodies and we are we are a panel of nobodies unfortunately i hate to break that news to you guys um but but the, these are people here um that are in out there interacting with us talking with us and letting us uh you know just giving us amazing content and these are things that we've all purchased that we've all put money into this is not stuff that's just handed out and uh i love supporting people that are, are doing great work and waking up every morning and doing it the right way so thank you guys for what you do and uh we we can't wait to see more from mm -hmm. each and every one of you yeah, and even if you can't go to a convention, you can find them online. You can find them all over on Twitter. You can find them in so many places. Reach out, talk to them, look at what they're doing. Like, it, it just just get yourself out there and, and make sure that they feel the love. Absolutely, and let them know comics where I'll set you because they'll they'll know uh, they'll know all about us. You guys can have a great conversation about the show because they're all big fans. <laughs> uh, with that being said, um, let's get back into some of the big guys then. <laughs> so uh, we so let's talk about how DC and Marvel yeah. are, are doing these days. Well, let's talk about those guys now that we uh, talked our, our uh, good front half all on all of our indie folks mm -hmm. and other people we love, but. Um, so DC, Year of the Villain, is is out. It's running. It's moving. Uh, any any reactions to this uh, so far? Um, oh man, there's a lot of titles that they they mention in it that I'm just like, 
I, I don't follow, for example, Batgirl. I don't follow some of these other characters. And so it's a little bit discombobulating to me. I'm like, what is she talking about? What's he talking about? But all in all, I'm following it along and I'm like, this sounds interesting. Of course, Lex Luthor's in the middle of it. <laughs> of course. Why wouldn't he be? And it's it's kind of reminding me a little bit of Lex Luthor from uh, Superman Red Sun, where it's like Ooh. he's got a plan for for taking over everything and and making everything perfect. And it's like, um, okay, let's see what happens next. Give it another shot, right? Yeah. Oh man, it's I'm I'm just dipping my toes in. Have you have either of you? Either of you gentlemen managed to, to delve into any of it? Because um, yeah. I know they've got a lot going on, like Event Leviathan, that kind of, and DCs. That that's a great that's a great mini. But like, have you been able to touch any of the you're you're the villain yet? I have, yeah, I have. I have kind of mixed feelings about it so far. Um, I I don't. Um, I, I think where my mixed feelings come from is that uh, on the surface, before I started to get into it, before I started to dive in, um, I was like, well, man, we just got over like forever evil, not too long ago. Um, it just mm -hmm. feels like, it feels like every three, two and a half years to three years, like we have a year of the villain event from DC, um, you know, and that's fine. Cause I love the villains. Um, but um, you know, I, I was kind of on the fence about that, but once I started to dive in, I actually did like it. I actually understood like what um, they're trying to do. Lex motive, Lex's motivations, I think in year of the villain are actually really interesting and, and really, I guess kind of um, if you've been, I guess, reading the sort of like build up in Justice League and, and all the way through Metal, I think like it's really kind of interesting to see like what's going on here with Year of the Villain. Um, so I think, you know, those of you that have been following a lot of the oh, major yeah. DC books are really going to enjoy it. Um, but uh, but yeah, it's I think it's just going to get better. I think it's just going to get better. Yeah. And I think Metal oh, was yeah. such a big breakthrough for them. Like, you know, they, you hear Capullo and Snyder even talk about how they they never even saw Metal going the way it did and how well it was received. I feel like Year of the Villain was just like hmm. kind of that great kind of follow through with it, honestly. And, you know, Deceased, uh, checking out Batman Who Laughs for sure, but nothing else really beyond that. So, Oh, man, Year, Year of the Villain, I'm actually pumped for – I'm actually pumped for a company-wide event for the first time in I don't know how long – because on the one hand, like Max said, it does feel a little derivative of its own source material. See, also, you know, Forever Evil, that kind of thing. But once I sat down and looked at it, I was re I'm was, i really pleased so far. Like, having just read the first few issues, I have yet to read my Catwoman or my, my Red Hood out Outlaw, that kind of thing. But to jump straight into spoiler Terry territory warning warning spoilers incoming but it's technically about halfway through a story so take that as you will it kicks off with lex luthor giving all of his money equally to every single supervillain and then killing himself and that's the setup and that reminds me so much of the very first really cool wow that's so neat because it's so simple, it makes it really fun. Company-wide crossover was when Marvel did did Acts of Vengeance back in the 80s. Same, the 
Like that there was the same kind of vibe because the premise was just as simple. There's this villain nobody has literally seen or heard at all or even heard of before who's coming to all the villains and just saying, why don't you go after that guy instead? This one already knows all your tricks and is used to you. So they did. And it was just like a you know, issue after issue after issue of Spider-Man villains going after I. Iron Man, Fantastic Four villains go, you know, going after Daredevil. You know, Iron Man, vil, Iron Man villains going after Spider. And it was, it was weird. It was great. Like yeah, you know, like X Men villains fight, fighting the Avengers. And yeah, there's been a lot of things like that since. But it was freaking unique at the time and felt like it. Like Spider Man even had to fight a few different people. Like he had to go after the, he had to have the Hulk go after him. Had a I think Graviton's an X-Men villain. Yeah, <laughs> trying to kill the entire, way, right? Uh, trying to kill the entire Daily Bugle. Excellent. And this, this feels like that. This feels nice. like that, only even better, because the, the setup, without spoiling more, I'll say hardcore sci-fi nerds are going to love this if you're reading through, like, the, the setup in Dark Knight's Metal and Snyder's Justice League. It feels very much like the best of Isaac Asimov and Orson Scott Card with where Luthor especially was coming from because you get a lot on what happened before he dies. Yeah, that's Very true. Cool. A lot. Yeah. And it's yeah. ep it's epic on that kind of scale. Nice. And I'm I'm kind of psyched, as you can tell. Yeah. Maybe a little over-caffeinated, <laughs> but also psyched. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be exciting. No, and, and what's cool about that is, you know, that's it's cool when – you know, a company like DC that, you know, always gets talked about just rewashing the same things, you know, has, you know, a veteran of the comic book materials as hyped as you are right now. So that's good stuff. That, that's exciting. Yeah, I, I really think um, and, and I, I think the best thing about Year of the Villain is that it does and, and not to uh, not to be an ageist, but I think it does really <laughs> appeal to, you know, probably guys, you know, like Pete and like myself that are, you know, the 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 old beer, you know, gray beards of, of DC comics that have been reading these books for so long. Because, again, while I was kind of put off by, oh, man, not another villain thing. Once I started to dive into it, it really felt like something that might have been able to just come out in like, you know, the late 80s or something like that to me uh -huh. i mean it's uh -huh. so it, and, that, and that's why it's a lot of fun like it, it really is a lot of fun i really think that um i mean can we just take a, a quick second to just give it up again and again and again to, to snyder scott snyder yes. come on I dude mean, what? snyder even, is even, just... even when i mean even when i'm like kind of on the fence <laughs> about something that he's doing i mean i i go in and i and i start reading it and i'm and i'm like determined to not like it almost <laughs> because i'm like you're gonna write something that i'm like not even gonna dig one of these days and i, I start right i start getting into it and then i'm like yeah this is fun this is cool yeah so, oh, last snyder night, last is... night on earth Last yes, night on Earth last like, night on Earth. <clears throat> Mad Max and Nightmare on Elm Street mushed together oh. like peanut butter and chocolate. Oh. <laughs> Read these books. Yes. The DC, it's like DC feels like they're just, like they they haven't, maybe they've found their full footing, maybe they're not, but it feels like the company is just saying, all right, this is awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. It feels like the company is doing that again. Yeah. And props to everybody pulling that off. Absolutely. And it just sounds like fun, man. And, and I and I like to follow a lot of these guys on some of the social media and stuff and and they legit look like they're just having a blast doing it and enjoying what's going on too. So, and, and I think that's coming out in the books. So that that's that's exciting. 
Well, and the best thing is, like, if you're listening, DC Editorial, please let those guys keep doing what they're doing because yes. they're doing the right stuff. So it's it's dream team esque kind of stuff, man. And Snyder is just he, every book he's touching is just turning to gold. And it's I think a lot of that's because he's being allowed to just do some stuff off the wall and just have some fun with it. It is it's fantastic. And way to tap Capullo and so many other great artists that I'm, I can't even think of right off the top of my head. But Capullo, I I, I just hadn't seen something gr- like over the top from him in a little while and just starting with metal and moving forward i just once again i love seeing all his work on all these books book after book after book it's just amazing seriously guys if you on the capullo note alone for your listeners roman's countrymen if you're if you're a spawn lover from way back and say i love capullo but i'm sticking with image you want to see you, you want to see stuff that makes Spawn look tame? Check this out. Read, read these Justice, read these Justice Leagues. Look at his, look at his Dark Knight's Metal. Shoot, go, I will say I endorse a New Fifty Two title. Look at Snyder and Capullo's <laughs> Batman. I said it. I'm gonna burn for it. I don't care. Never. This is Capullo. Yes. And plus, if you're a Spawn fan, burning's okay anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, uh, check it out. You're the villain. Uh, go and go and find some love for it, and and just enjoy, man. That's all I can say with that. Also, speaking of DC, I hate you for what you did, Swamp Thing, on DC Universe. Moving on, fiftieth uh, <laughs> sexiest character is so. Uh, Max, you're gonna have to correct me on this one. I did not see the article on it. Um, was so. Was this person listed as number one that we talked about, or were they just in the top fifty? What what was uh, what, or was it number one sexiest comic book character? Th- th- this was this was my assessment. Oh, this was oh, my personal oh. assessment. Well, here yeah, breaking which, which makes it more official. Breaking yeah, like, news, everybody! Turbo Comics right, list I mean, of sexiest characters, number one. Yeah, number one has to be. I mean, you know. Our, our number our, one is Swamp Thing. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it will always be Swamp Thing. It will always be Swamp Thing. But I knew, I, mean, I knew, on. I knew I liked you, Max. I knew I liked yeah, you. Yeah, it has to be Swamp Thing. But I mean, you know, I mean, to to the tied for, tied first, for first place would be a good one. Tied, but tied. um, I mean, how could we not say Vampirella? I mean, Bam. fifty years later, she doesn't look a day older than she did, like in nineteen sixty nine, right? <laughs> She's I still still Weird knocking it out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> but I think uh, I think it's a really good thing that that um, Dynamite is really celebrating um, the 50th anniversary for Vampirella. I mean, if you're a comic book collector and especially if you like to collect variant books, there are so many just amazing, gorgeous Vampirella covers out there right now. Um, variant covers out there right now that you can get your hands on that are celebrating, um, you know, like this 50th anniversary. But I think everyone that is. Um, you know, maybe a Vampirella fan, you know, maybe has their own story about how they, you know, probably got into her. You know, I, I was always reading, you know, some like the horror comics, like I would pick up like these um, kind of like almost magazine style books that would have like, you know, Frankenstein in them or, um, you know, some kind of monster or whatever, like thing like that. But also just adjacent to it, they also sold, you know, the Vampirella books. And, and so, once in a while, I'd be able to pick up one of those if my dad took me to the grocery store, not my mom. And, uh, you know, dad, dad was always fine with that, you know. So, so picking that book up was always a, a really cool thing to me. And, you know, obviously, it's it's a great thing for a young boy. But, I mean, you're, you're, 
you're getting into this world where um you know just there's there's so much of a cool sort of like um occult monster mash type of thing that happens in a lot of those um vampirella books when i was getting into it in the in the in the 80s and early 90s and so it's it's just great to see her as a character be celebrated the way she is by dynamite so um big props out to dynamite for for really going all out um with this character and thank you to Forrest J. Ackerman and Trina Robbins for for that little comic you put out in 1969 with Warren Publishing. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. And, and yeah, teasing 50 for years, the 50th dude. anniversary yeah. event. 69. Teaser, little tiny teaser for the 50th anniversary event, quote unquote. The story that they're that Dynamite's launching. Comic book history geeks might appreciate. Seduction of the innocent. <laughs> <laughs> that was maybe poorly timed evil chuckle that might have uh, yeah. yeah we're gonna mark that at 51 minutes and uh no i'm just kidding uh, <laughs> that's hilarious read up, up on the red scare <laughs> and, and and mccarthyism and it's disturbing but less creepy <laughs> there you go i think the craziest craziest thing about vampirella is that we haven't seen more really terrible b movies that have been made about her i was just um, watching the trailer yeah. as you were talking about that and what i do have to give them is mad props on taking the girl who played katana in mortal kombat movie is vampirella so ah. <laughs> i like that that is, that is slick yeah that is slick. solid solid move yeah, I mean, you know, and, and I'm sure, like, again, like, the, those guys that are, you know, with Dynamite, um, you know, they're going to continue to do, you know, great things with, with Vampirella. I mean, those of us that have been following Vampirella for a long time, I mean, not always, the, 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 the content of the book is not always, you know, the best thing that you're ever going to read, but it's always fun. But the great thing about Vampirella is that it seems like um, for a long, long time, these books have basically been a training ground for some of the best artists in the genre i mean we can go all the way back to the early you know 90s where you know adam hughes was working on a lot of these books i mean um amanda connor was working on a lot of these books Whoa. i mean even into like, oh, the yeah. early 2000s <laughs> you know we had jenny frizen who i mean it, if you guys are familiar with her art it's just gorgeous and she did a ton of really fantastic uh vampirella books lucio perillo did he's and now he's like super hot and doing like you know one in 100 variants that are selling off the rack and everyone wants them and so it's just a great book for a lot of artists to really um cut their teeth on as well haha -ha. uh, <laughs> <laughs> i wasn't let you guys that. have that moment i was wait i was just gonna let the crowd you know die out and do a plaza break for that one so. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah keep you keep your eye out for those books um always good to go and support dynamite entertainment and uh, pick up a vampirella book absolutely go please check them out in 50 years yeah uh it'll be 50 officially in september uh in september we've uh, legit 50 years vampirella number one was september 1st 1969 so cool oh yeah that, that's dude. that is amazing that is awesome yeah good for them and congratulations. What a, what an absolute amazing feat. So hopefully they keep that running for another strong 50. She's uh, going nowhere. <laughs> that's the, that's the, in the best way. There. We, we want her to be going nowhere <laughs> sure. in the best way. For sure. Uh, Bad boys so, for life. With that being said, we had some interesting news uh, drop. But I did get to go to San Diego Comic-Con. I got to sit down there. I got to be a part of some really cool panels. Um, unfortunately, I missed Kirkman. I There was a three-hour wait uh, for him about an hour <laughs> before his panel. And I was just 
absolutely decimated that I could not watch him and do his panel after ending The Walking Dead. So a uh, little sad note there, but I was there for the big, big Marvel drop and all of their movies, all their setups. I wanted to just kind of I, honestly, I do not know enough about some of these um, uh, movies that are going to be coming out. The characters are going to be come, uh, being that were announced that we're going to be seeing. And uh, I wanted to kind of, you know, talk to our historians, our graybeards, as they were so mentioned mm-hmm. earlier on. Um, did anything kind of surprise you guys in any, any of these movies that really get you excited, um, Pete or Max, um, from some of the names that you saw drop? Well, definitely a little feature called Blade. Or, uh our, our yeah. star getting in there. So Blade, obviously, with, we, with all know, we all know. We all know Wesley on that, and I'm I'm not gonna lie. I've been at Hall H now for major drops. I mean, some of the biggest stuff ever. I mean, when Avengers was announced, you know, things like that. Like that was loud. Like that was super loud. When Blade dropped, that was deafening because they started off with and we're going to bring Mahershala Ali into the into the Marvel universe and people were like losing it like Mahershala Ali and you know we're all kind of sitting there looking at each other like this guy's way too good to be in the MCU uh, like this guy <laughs> is Oscar winner like he's the ultimate actor of actors right now of thespians if you will like there's no way that they're going to drop him in it's like yeah he was cottonmouth in the Netflix stuff but that that was kind of before he went this absolutely cosmic and beyond of his success with acting recently and when they dropped blade the place i mean i felt like the chairs were vibrating in the place like it was insanity when it dropped uh i, I mean are you guys excited to see that that franchise get rebooted a little bit yeah yeah that I, that sounds like fun i i think i am i i think that i especially with that actor i mean it's going to be fantastic i really hope that they do a call out with wesley in the movie but um but uh i think that it's going to be interesting i hope that it's um a hard pg-13 let me put it that way yeah oh so um, it was super yeah. funny like somebody in the crowd was yelling they're like make it r make it yeah, r and kevin like, kevin feige <laughs> goes it's gonna be pg-13 you're gonna like it he's probably right i mean yeah i, I think yeah. For uh, sure. i mean i think because this guy is going to be you know slaying vampires i think that it's going to have like um you know hopefully our darker kind of horror element i I really you know hope they're not afraid of getting a little gritty you know i think in this in this aspect absolutely um no and you know it'll be exciting honestly i I don't care if they bring back wesley or not he's been such a weird guy recently (laughs) and, and done so many weird things like it is one of those things, though. I mean, he's he's tied to Disney now. Well, Blade is now tied to Disney, and I just I don't see them bringing Wesley back in, no matter what it's for, even if it's just a quick cameo shot, which would be cool. Honestly, it would be very cool. But um, we also had the Eternals get announced. Um, is there anybody from that that you guys are looking to kind of see get introduced into the universe or anything like that? Obviously, the Eternals brings up a much bigger portion of the galaxy and the universe um, now that uh, Galactus hints are being dropped everywhere. Uh, But but do the Eternals really for you guys, you know, kind of ring like anything like what, what else could be coming with the Eternals? Well, Pete has a big grin on his face. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pondering what could be, I'm pondering what could be, but that's, that's kind of, for me, that's kind of like, huh? 
So Marvel's making an Iron Man movie. Okay, <laughs> curious. Didn't expect that. I'll check it out. I like the Eternals. That that was actually one of the earliest comic book, a lot. Like that's one of the earliest comic book titles I collected, back when I got an allow, you know, first started getting an allowance. But it's so completely off. Well, the beaten path, I guess. That I'm not sure what to think about what on earth that movie is going to be. Like almost. Like I'm interested in the in the plans that they've already they've already unveiled, but I just I have so little of a read on what the heck the final product's gonna be that all I can say is, okay, okay, I don't know if I'm ex excited or apprehensive, but you have my attention. Yeah. Play uh, on. Uh, Play on. <laughs> I, I yeah, I, I think I'm like uh I think I'm excited for the Eternals just for the fact that it's more um it's more space stuff which yeah. i'm all about but you know Absolutely. but i do hope uh, i i do the, hope the that marvel I, space has been solid yeah, yeah sure. i i really hope that it's not like i hope there's not a laugh track like guardians i hope this is more of a serious yes. film I, I would really like to see this as a um you know uh, uh, like i i know people are gonna hate to hear this but i really would like to see a high drama in it using these characters like something that has real stakes something that is going to be kind of gut-wrenching something that really draws you in but the eternals are a weird property like i always assumed that we would have had a real and actual like decent and humans like kind of property before the eternals so um it's kind of a it's kind of a strange property for Marvel to really jump into for the big screen, but I do think yeah. that it does give them a kind of a blank slate because not a lot of people are familiar with the Eternals, they're, they're, you know. So yeah, I'm gonna... almost yeah, I have almost yeah. zero familiarity with the Eternals, and that's why I wanted to like kind of bring that up to y'all because I like I said some of these that dropped out because kind of like I'm I'm not familiar with them. I'm 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 interested in what they do, but it was also the same where I I had known some of the characters from guardians of the galaxy but i didn't know that they were like kind of the team before they were in marvel yeah. the first one they did a great job with that so once so again really though hoping... I, I don't want it to be a guardians movie i want it to be yeah. like you said like a high drama something with some stakes you know we're, we're looking at these eternal characters um with a much higher piece but for me it's more of the casting you know the, yeah. the people they're bringing into the eternals you know all of a sudden you start seeing you know, oh camille nunjani you're like oh great this is gonna be a super jokey flick right but then it's brian tyree henry like are you kidding me this dude is a phenomenal serious mm -hmm. actor angelina jolie selma mm -hmm. hayek you're like whoa yeah. like what, what are you doing is yeah. going to happen on this well then yeah. for one last piece I have for our editor, for our director man, and anybody else who'd be similarly curious, is not going to lie. They are very much the Marvel equivalent to the new gods in Definitely. DC. Got it. Very, very, very. Well, and, very, and, and very I knew that absolutely. Every time I ever heard that, like how where Darkseid came from, things like that, like this was always it was always referenced back to the Eternals kind of a thing. So, and and yet Marvel's actually maybe not at first hard you know that's arguable but over the years has actually done a much better job of marrying them into not frequency but continuity like they've done a really solid job of pulling them into like all right and this is where the eternals fit into the marvel universe slash marvel history yeah yeah I, I'm really hoping that they use this film, that this is going to be for, what is it, phase four? This is going to yes. be the keynote film. And I, I hope it's, I hope this film is like, you know, has a running time of like close to three hours. 
and I hope that it's it's a it's going to be the launch pad for the next phase of Marvel films. I don't think that's going to be the case, but I hope this is going to be the film that's going to start to tease us with, you know, Galactus to start to tease us with the Negative Zone and Nihilus that starts to tease us maybe with a Fantastic mm-hmm. Four. You know, I, I'm hoping that like this is the movie where because of the events that happen in the Eternals, you know, we see maybe a rift in the Negative Zone and maybe Fantastic Four have been trapped in the negative zone since the 1950s. You know, or, maybe, you know? <laughs> that would be cool though, man. Yeah, that would be super or, kick ass. Yeah. So let's like, have the, see this film as yeah. like a launch pad of some type. And, and that's what, Stop that's what he back to DuckTales. Yeah. And, and that's where <laughs> <laughs> launch pad, but honestly, the, on, and I will have to say the, the way they talked about Eternals, the way, how dodgy Kevin Feige was with it is he definitely made this feel like this was going to be the piece that, had phase four setting the stage for five and and setting those big pieces down there so just to spitball myself because i like your, your theory max so i, I want to put one in there too hold on one second i wonder we're gonna marley watch your mic sorry you're getting a sorry. ton of feedback on it sorry i'm gonna mark this real quick sorry everybody i need, that was just a lot of back i am so so sorry no you're good you're good you're good you're good one of three okay you're good p go ahead and kick off again what i'm wondering is now that the guard especially now that earth has some idea that the guardians and captain marvel are out there like the earth proper has is at least some idea and that fact and they and more people know that yeah thor likes to run around in space too if we get the events of the Eternals kicking off things like, like, oh, you know, the negative zone is a threat to Earth. Oh, Galactus is a threat to Earth. What if that does other things in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Like, oh, say, launch new space programs that are ex- <laughs> that are experimentally experimental. looking into those, the matter that might go unexpectedly wrong. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I, I was, I, I have this hope, um, you know, because I've, I've spoken with a buddy of mine. His name is Ian. Um, a lot about like how they could really introduce like the, the Fantastic Four and and what's going to be going on with the Eternals. And and I was just hoping that with this movie, we would see a teaser of yeah the Negative Zone. I, I was hoping that the Fantastic Four would be sort of like this atypical 1950s style family that had been you know. Um, you know, part of the first space program that was maybe, you know, and they were known by the American public, but when they launched, they were, you know, trapped in the negative zone, but everyone thought that they were dead, that they had died during their voyage. Yeah. And so this entire time they've been in the negative zone um, where time doesn't move the same that it does on Earth. And and the Eternals could be a perfect launch pad to, to a lot of those things, because quite frankly, unless they really establish these characters um, in this Eternals movie, I really have a hard time thinking that people are going to be that interested long term. And I could be completely wrong. I mean, we look at Guardians of the Galaxy and the success there, but I mean, you have the comedic impact of those characters that really keeps audiences coming back. Yeah. Um, so, you know, how much are people going to want to see several sequels with Angelina Jolie as yeah. an eternal? I mean, I, I don't know. I really don't know. So it has to be a. Um, this has to be a conduit film, I think, for Phase 4, and hopefully we see some really interesting things there. I'm just hoping they treat the Eternals like uh, Clash of the Titans and they just start playing with everything yes. like that. So Yes, um, yes. Anyways, 
just for you, Marley, though, I know that, you know, with all these experimental space programs, since Tony Stark, you know, is no longer with us in the MCU, spoilers alert, you know, we need another great suited man to fund a space program. And I think there's, you know, a Von Doom somewhere with a bank account I, ready I for think, it. So. Yeah, I think there's a, a man who's very good in the suit who uh, he, could, he could fund this. I mean, honestly, uh he has excellent control over Latvarian airspace, so I'm there sure he go. can get clearance to launch as many spaceships and rockets as nice. he wants. Um, the other nice thing about that... Oh, go ahead. Finish up. If they're going to bring in Fantastic Four, I honestly... I like Max's idea, but I would also like to just see them pull kind of like a, a return of the Fantastic Four from the comics, where it's them coming back with their kids from being out there and just be like yeah we haven't been here for a while sorry like hi well well they are bringing him back uh kevin feige that was one of those big things before he announced blade was um everything you've seen on stage where they announced the 10 films were things that have been rumored the other things that have been rumored and are going to happen were his words our Fantastic Four, <laughs> our X-Men. Yes. Um, you know, he dropped those pieces that those are coming. Um, so they'll probably, they'll probably be the Phase 5 pieces, right? And then he said, but this is something that no one's talked about. This is something there's not one rumor on the internet of. And we're going to bring out Mahershala. And then that's when he's like, we're going to bring out Mahershala Ali to talk about it. And we're like, what? Like, that's when everybody was like, hold on. What? Like, hold on. I, I want, What's I going on? And yeah. And then he, he just gave him that hat. And that hat said Blade on it. And they dropped the Blade, you know, logo. And like I said, the place went absolutely bonkers. So it was gnarly. That's beautiful. Yeah. Um, How do you guys feel about the Doctor Strange? Mul- uh, Multiverse of Madness, right? Was that one? That's- mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I think that's going to be a really cool, you know, dark dream kind of really cool I, I would really like to see them take a hp lovecraft turn with that and as far as like a descent to madness kind of setups i, I think that it would be a perfect segue i think that is an audience on the english uh forefront with benedict cumberbatch that you could really do something cool with on that i'm really oh, hoping yeah. that, uh, yeah. that either either by the end of phase five or the beginning or mid area of phase six after we've hopefully had dr doom introduced into this mcu continuity that the third film that we have for dr strange is actually dr strange and dr doom and triumph <gasps> oh. <Yes. laughs> that'd be uh, sick, that'd be I, sick. Loved, I loved dr strange the first but yeah to go ahead and just jump gleefully off the rails at that that point of the conversation i uh, have a theory that i think we all need to do our homework on for the mcu for a while yeah if we we need to watch any scene with the un and make sure we are carefully reading nameplates. That's my theory. Oh, uh, all right, I'm into it. Will we just will we just see somebody scowling in the background in front of Latveria? Oh yeah, I, I wonder. I, I, just think I wonder. Be... <laughs> I wonder. Do you really think Doom though would have a presence at the UN? I mean, or is it just kind of beneath him? I think no, he'd have a guy. I, I think he would. I think he'd have a guy. Latveria as well. Yeah. It would be a Doombot, yeah. Let's let's be honest here. It would be a Doombot. He wouldn't go himself. Well, he and would definitely wouldn't send anybody who isn't a Doombot and or a clone. Pete, you're bringing up a really cool point, though, because I think now is the time we really need to start digging into the details of these flicks. Because when they announced Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, 
they showed multiple flicks throughout you know the last six plus years from Iron Man three and Ant Man where the Ten Rings had been shown throughout those mm-hmm. flicks, and I mean stuff mm-hmm. that you never, I mean a tattoo on a guy's neck, a tattoo on a dude's wrist, and the poster on Iron Man three. And they're bringing all of that in, so they've obviously been plotting this one for quite some time. Um, I, I think you're right; like it is now time to start fine tooth combing every one of these films that's coming out because they're dropping hints for us. We just haven't seen them yet. Oh yeah, they're they're they are mm. Easter egg hunters' dream. People, everybody who loved dissecting the Deadpool trailers, I feel like you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing. Uh, there there are some people really hard at work at dropping these pieces and and connecting all of these universes and movies together right now for Marvel, and they're crushing it. And and Shang Chi, I, I honestly I, I know almost zero about Shang Chi. I think I've seen him mentioned in a couple of crossover comics here and there, but uh, real quick. Anything we, that you guys are excited about for Shang Chi? Well, Shang Chi was the was the you know exploitation cinema era from Marvel, if you will, like back like back with Luke Cage, Iron, Iron Fist, Blade, that kind of thing. You know, like the okay. like the embracing of the B movie horror, B action sort sort of vibe. Got it. And yeah, if you uh, you want to know Shang Chi and or why you should be excited to read his comics and or ex- what and or watch his movie, picture Bruce Lee punching demon punching demons and just kicking them mercilessly. I like that a lot because he's a man of peace, and you have a very good idea. <laughs> so you're basically telling me he's every monk in the Diablo series. I love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm mm-hmm. in love already. Only, only slightly less Russian. Got it. Slightly Got less Russian. <laughs> slightly less Russian. That was the best Kung Fu monk ever, but still. Yes. Slightly no, less Russian. Sure. Absolutely. I, I think it's a really interesting deep cut, I think, for Marvel to really, you know, decide to do this. I, I think that there's obvious, like, um, financial reasons to do this. I think that they want to definitely 100%. tap into, like, the, the Chinese market. But what's interesting about Ching chi especially if you follow the MCU and some of, like, you know, maybe some trivia here, is that they actually... Um, they've been working on a shang chi movie like it's been in development with marvel studios before they even had regained the rights to iron man so (laughs) so this has been like this has been kind of behind the scenes like there's been people that have really wanted to get this done for a long time but i mean this is a character like like pete said um came out early 70s i think it was 1973 um he's another you know um co-creation of jim starlin one of my favorites and uh you know i think what's what's awesome about him is that i think i'm really hoping that we do get that where it's just like truly a kung fu movie um truly kind of like 70s pulp when we watch it um but he's also punching demons in the face i think that will be so much fun um but if you one one quick comic book note is that you can still if you're lucky in your you know you know maybe if you're picking or if you see some comics at a garage sale keep your eyes out for marvel special edition number 15 that is his first appearance um first appearance of shang chi master of kung fu that book is so hot right now and if you find it which you might because a lot of people you know haven't been looking for it like seriously and since the for the last several years but um you know definitely pick that up marvel special edition 15 i like it yes. um and then you know the other you know there's a lot of other things announced uh the movies there uh, you know jane foster though coming back natalie portman uh 
more than anything, it's cool to see that actors are excited about the Thor series again because what Taika has been doing. Not everybody agrees with what Taika has been doing as far as turning Thor into quite the jokey character that he is. Um, Love and Thunder should have a lot of hype behind it. Ragnarok was was solid. Not my favorite iteration of what they've done to a classic character in Thor, though. But uh, I think them letting uh, Natalie Portman, Jane Foster, uh, snag the Mjolnir and take on the mantle of the God of Thunder, I think it'll be a really cool twist and a little, lot of fun as well. So, uh, Taika, if you're going to just go have fun with it, man, just go have a blast. So uh, that should be a good time as well. But other than that, not a whole lot to talk about. We're, we're getting pretty long, so we'll uh, we'll kind of finish up here and wrap this guy up. But uh, uh, any, any shout-outs? Uh, you know, quick reactions. News has been dropping over the last day or two. Andy Circus directing Venom Two. Any you know, anybody excited for that or more questioning uh, of that? <laughs> I love Andy Circus. I think he's a phenomenal. Yeah. Talent. I just don't know how you rescue like that dumpster fire of a film. Um, <laughs> like, I, I just uh, I don't know about that. I mean, I really it'll be interesting to see what he has to do. I guess with yeah. that that movie. I really did not enjoy the first film, but. Um, I guess I, I will definitely go and see it because I, I love Andy Serkis. So. Yeah, for sure. Um, Tom Hardy crushed it uh, for as much as he could. And yeah, I mean, they're bringing back, they're bringing in Carnage. Uh, Woody Harrelson was who was teased at the end of that film. If you haven't seen it, sorry, you just got spoiled. I don't care. Um, don't <laughs> at me, bro. And it's just one of those things. Um, I think now they're going to kind of throw the whole kit and caboodle at this thing with Tom Holland signed on for so many more Spider-Man flicks. I, I feel like this is just going to be kind of an inevitable crossover with these two. Um, and, and somebody kind of has to kick the Venom series into gear to make it worth the time. I think to even touch Spider-Man's heels because it is Spider-Man is doing some big things right now. So we'll see what yeah, happens right. with it for sure. So with that being yeah, said, I'm sure that, yeah. I'm sure that Sony would love to see, you know, a crossover between those two characters, but I know that, that might not be in the best interest of Marvel. And I think I've read that, like, if this last Spider-Man film, um, Far From Home, grosses a certain amount of monies, that Marvel will then garner more, even more control over the property. I could be wrong, but um, should be interesting to see how that all plays out. Well, they already hit a billion, right? Like, they, it was uh, the first Spider-Man uh, film to already capture a billion dollars. And... It was a mid or an early July release, so I mean, you're talking a month now. We've we've literally right. had Spider-Man: Far From Home for about 30 days, and it, it is a billion dollar grosser. So, um, I don't know how much more they're going to need for Marvel to control more of that series. Yeah. But holy cow, geez, that that's pretty amazing <laughs> to think about for sure. So, mm-hmm. um, but it's also just kind of shows you the power of mar- throwing that Marvel brand on these movies right now. It, it is an unstoppable force for sure. And go Tom Holland and that team on Spider-Man because they're doing some great stuff. So with that being said, we we are going to wrap this thing up. Uh, I appreciate everybody for hopping on. Um, Marley, tell everybody where they can find you. Uh, They can find me on Twitter at Marley Cricket. Mm, That's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pete, how about yourself? Well, other than your ever-loving comics for all podcasts on iTunes, Stitcher, and... (laughs) At comics for at all for comics on Twitter and contributing to Admiral Pizza on Kickstarter.com, the boy with nails for eyes on Unbounder.com, and Grace at IBComics.com. Oh yeah, 
and with a smile on my face. <laughs> um, <laughs> Pre-ordering, going to the chapel yes. at my local comic shop. Mm-hmm. Do it, do it, do it. And Mr. Max. Yeah, you can basically find Turbo Comics on all of your social media platforms. You can find us on Facebook at Turbo Comics. You can find us on Instagram at Turbo Comics and on Twitter at Turbo Comics ID for Idaho, because that's where we're based out of. And you can check out our brand new website, which is rocking and rolling right now. It's uh, www.turbocomicshop.com. So come and check us out. Um, if you're very nice and you ping me on Twitter, I might give you a 15% off coupon code so there's that and uh hope to see it nice uh myself the big papa matt on twitter and instagram but more than anything follow the show like the show share the show with all your friends your family at all for comics um uh on twitter and comics for all podcast wherever you find podcasts uh we will be hitting a couple more platforms very shortly as well but uh itunes and stitcher are our main pieces you can also find us on podcast.com and um thank you guys so much for tuning in subscribing liking and all the wonderful comments Uh, it is fantastic to see the feedback and thank you for giving as much as you have we love giving back to all of you as well so uh get ready for more episodes and uh, we'll talk to you all soon have a great one see you have a good one thank you for joining